everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He is the epitome of the American dream, an immigrant from India whose brilliance as a scholar earned him a seat in the Reagan administration as a policy analyst and later president of the King's College, New York. From there, this heralded debater of atheist and radical left-wing ideologues would go on to author over 15 books, many of them number one New York Times bestsellers, and the stunning documentaries that would follow, including 2016 Obama's America, America, Hillary's America, Death of a Nation, and finally, in his just released, sure to confirm even your wildest imaginings, Trump card, beating socialism, corruption, and the deep state. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, always an honor, director, writer, producer, and founder of D'Souza Media, Danish D'Souza. Director D'Souza, Danish, if I may, welcome to Testimony. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Danish, it's great to have you back for your latest must-see documentary, Trump Card, which you co-produced with wife Debbie, who also appears in the film, as well as your daughter, Danielle, both weighing in on critical issues, which we will soon discuss. Before we get into all of that, I want to ask your thoughts on last night's first of three presidential debates between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden, and secondly, your views on Fox News moderator Chris Wallace and his handling of it all. Well, the debate was, you could tell that the sort of two adversaries were in a little bit of rough shape. Um, uh, Trump was uh, nervous and sort of agitated, particularly at the beginning. Um, I think he could not resist making uh, faces and jumping in. Uh, Biden looked awful, uh, almost like he had come out of a casket. Um, and uh, Chris Wallace, I mean, gee, this is a moderator. Now, I, you know, his job wasn't easy because he had to sort of pull the two fighters apart. But I think sometimes he jumped in and began to pound on Trump. In other words, he's a he's a referee who suddenly thought he was part of the fight. And that made made it a little bit of a two or two on one for Trump, which is obviously not how it's meant to be. So um, I think all that being said, it was uh, a fiery debate. I found it quite entertaining. Some people, I think, found it quite appalling because they found that the the rhetoric is so savage and the insults are flying. But I think, unfortunately, that's that reflects. The, the sort of sadness and the divide of our time. When, when Kennedy debated Nixon um, a generation ago, they weren't that far apart. They agreed on goals, uh, disagreeing only on means. Uh, they both agreed America should be strong, America should be prosperous, we should have strong families, strong communities. Uh, the argument was over things like, well, how much of the pie should be sliced a certain way as opposed to another way? But you can see today that's not what it's about, where the Democrats want to take us and where we want to go at two totally different destinations. So I think that is part of why the debate was as acrimonious as it was. Amen and amen. Now, I've had the great pleasure of interviewing you several times for your stunning documentaries and also your personal journey of life 
faith and career early on. Clearly, you have been raised up for such a time as this, and clearly, the left has tried to silence your voice, Denise D'Souza, because of it. Yet to no avail, as you chronicle in Hillary's America, for which some say helped contribute to her defeat as president in 2016. That said, how important is it that the silent majority speak up as you have, and will Trump card embolden them to do just that, as President Trump himself no doubt emboldened you with a presidential pardon against the left's vindictive political hit aimed at taking your rights, including your right to vote? I think that my experience with the Obama administration that, that led up to the pardon uh, showed me the way in which the Democratic Party has become uh, gangsterized. Uh, they treat political opponents not as critics, but rather as enemies to be locked up, taken out, if you will. Uh, and it isn't, isn't just me. We've seen it with General Flynn. We've seen the attempt to sort of do this with Trump himself. Um, the new movie, Trump Card, I think is my best one yet. Um, it is a movie that was made under difficult conditions, which is the COVID shutdown. Uh, and yet it's dramatically powerful. It's very visual. It's got tremendous uh, score and music. Uh, Debbie, my wife, sings in the movie. Um, and it's ultimately an inspiring and moving uh, production. Uh, I typically do a book and a movie, and the book is uh, United States of Socialism, so titled because that's pretty much, I think, the destination that the left wants to go. While Biden sort of denies he's a socialist, it's pretty clear he's pulling in the socialist direction, clearly not pulling in the free market direction. Uh, that's obvious. Uh, so it's a terrific movie. I wanted to put it in the theater, and the theaters were behind us, but there are places where theaters are still closed, and for this reason, we decided to release the movie to video on demand, and this way, people all over the country can see it, you know, on any device, on a whole bunch of platforms. I mean, Apple, iTunes, Google, Amazon Prime, Dish, and a whole bunch of others. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to director Dinesh D'Souza, his latest must-see documentary, Trump Card. Dinesh, your movie Trump Card, Beating Socialism, Corruption, and the Deep State, covers a wide range of critical issues with key interviews, supporting the truth of each matter, and debunking the false. Case in point, U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, whom a former radical imam that you interview described as, and I quote, nothing more than ISIS with lipstick end quote, and Democrats described as having, quote, no values or principles, end quote, and therefore easy to, quote, manipulate. Can you elaborate? Yes, this is the Imam uh, Muhammad Tahiti, who used to be a radical fundamentalist Muslim himself and has now, in a sense, pulled away from that. But he becomes a very shrewd analyst of that psychology. And the question that I posed to him was, You've got the radical left in this country. Now, that left is secular, it's permissive, it champions things like promiscuity and gay marriage and transgender rights, and um, nothing could be further away from what the Muslim sort of Sharia philosophy teaches. And so my question was, how is it that you've got the radical Muslims, who are these fanatical guys, and how, how is it that they are in, in bed, if you might say so, uh, with the secular left? And his answer was that they have a common enemy, and the common enemy is Trump and the Christians and the conservatives and the Republicans, 
And so even though these guys are quite different, they want to take America in different directions. If the left had its way, America would be a completely secular country, kind of like Europe. The churches would be empty. But if the radical Muslims have their way, America would be a Muslim country and there would be, you know, Friday prayers at the White House and so on. So they've got a little different destination, but nevertheless, they're on the same bus together because they're going together most of the way. And explaining this and laying it out and laying out, you know, the way in which radical Islamic regimes like Qatar and Iran funnel money into American politics, support politicians like Ilhan Omar. It's a very eye-opening segment of the film. Yes, definitely. Now, your wife and co-producer Debbie D'Souza, who we alluded to earlier, who also sings in the movie, also appears in the film sharing the real truth behind the Hugo Chavez dictatorship the billions he made, and a once thriving and prosperous land she used to call home as an immigrant from there, now totally destroyed and in ruin along with its people, now living in abject poverty. That said, Dinesh D'Souza, how did this happen? And is Venezuela a case study for what could happen in America if the left is allowed to rule and take a seat at the highest office in our land. Your thoughts? Yeah, Debbie uh, grew up in Venezuela when Venezuela was a very prosperous country, an oil-rich country with a per capita income somewhat comparable to the United States. Um, but Venezuela has been ruined by socialism. Hugo Chavez was elected at the, very, at the turn of the century. Uh, very interestingly, he started off sort of with a Joe Biden disavow. He said, I'm not a socialist. I'm a centrist. Um, and I, of course, I want big business. And no, I'm not going to nationalize industry. So he lied. And, uh, and he was also very cunning and very patient. He didn't actually start the official sort of socialist party of Venezuela until several years later, around 2007, 2008. Uh, and so the transformation of Venezuela was not overnight. It actually occurred over a dozen years or more. But at the end of it, the oil industry was in ruins. A lot of the entrepreneurs had fled the country. There were shortages, and there are shortages of basic goods. So Debbie, in a very informed way, having you know lived in two cultures, as, as I have, is able to sort of just go boom, 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 and lay out the parallels between the Venezuelan left and the American left, which are very striking to her and will be very striking to anyone who watches this movie. Now, there are many other topics of critical concern you also cover in your brilliantly produced Trump card. I'd like to list a few of those if I can. One, the assault on religious freedom and the right to bear arms. Two, the attack on entrepreneurs, activists, and nonprofits securing the vote for biblically-based values. Three, the abortion issue and your daughter Danielle's moving remarks on her soon-to-be-released The Choice. Outspoken conservatives in the Latino, African-American, Hollywood, and gay communities promoting capitalism over socialism and a corrupt media on the payroll of deep state operatives. And this just for stardom's bottom line, nothing seems, quote, off the table, including murder in the left's attempt to silence its opponents. Case in point, Dinesh D'Souza, your conversation in the film with Larry Sinclair, founder of an affordable housing nonprofit, who describes his sexual encounter not once, but twice with then-Senator 
Barack Obama. Can you elaborate? Yes. In earlier films, I've touched on topics like the media and the deep state, but I haven't sort of gone right into them. And um, I was trying to think of a very simple way to dramatize the way in which the media uh, doesn't just twist the news, but literally fabricates news when it sees fit and ignores news when it is inconvenient. Uh, and I thought of the, the two examples of Stormy Daniels on the one hand, whom everybody has heard of. Um, why? Because she made a salacious sexual accusation against Trump. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I've heard of a guy who made a similar sexual allegation against Obama, but actually under more troubling circumstances with far more backup and with other people involved. Uh, and even though he made this accusation publicly, it was never covered in any major media outlet. It was essentially simply ignored and made to, quote, go away. And so I thought, why don't I put these two up on the screen kind of side by side, not even really to prove the truth of the matter, but just to prove how differently the same media, which pretends to be, you know, a media. You know, when we think of the press, we think of, at least in theory, a, a sort of detached group that is independent of the two parties, that is not captive to one party or the other, that is critically looking at the news and saying, this is what happened yesterday. This is how to make sense of it. This is what's true. And I want people to realize we don't have a media like that. Our media is captive to the left. They are part of the left. In that sense, they're sort of like paid operatives of the Democratic National Committee. Now, we don't treat them that way, but we should. And so the movie, in a way, treats the fact that socialism isn't just promoted today by the Democrats or even by the political left. It's pushed by academia, it's pushed in the media, it's pushed in Hollywood and the entertainment industry, and no discussion of American politics is, is complete without looking at those three big megaphones of our culture. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to director and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, his latest must-see documentary, Trump Card. Dinesh, you also make mention of, quote, socialist thugs, Muslim black shirts, Hitler brown shirts, no different than today's well-funded Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and other organizations posing as, quote, social justice warriors, when in reality, they are nothing more, and I quote, a new form of slavery exacted to repress and beat down its victims into total submission and compliance, which you open up your movie trump card with. In other words, two plus two equals five, if the state says so. Yeah, this, this is a great scene from Orwell's 1984, where the protagonist, Winston, is being interrogated by the deep state. Now, of course, today the deep state would be the police agencies of government, uh, the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, the DOJ. These are supposed to be politically neutral, but they're not. And they've been used by the left, corrupted at the highest level, uh, I call them thugs with badges. So we have sort of Antifa, which is thugs on the street, and then you have thugs with badges, which would include people like Clapper and Comey and Peter Strzok and so on. And these guys ultimately go after their political opponents using the organs of government. So in the great Orwell scene in 1984, Winston is being asked to admit that two plus two is five, and he keeps denying it and insisting that he is going to say what his eyes are telling him, namely two plus two is four. And the state then uses all forms of intimidation and coercion and torture and deprivation and 
no sleep and no food and he's scared of rats and so they put rats on him uh, and the ultimate objective is to get him to break down and say that two plus two is five but even when he says that they won't let him go because they go no no winston we're not satisfied why because you still believe it's four. You're just saying it's five because you want to please us. You want the pain to go away. We will not be satisfied until we have broken you down internally as well as externally, until you actually come to believe that what we're saying is true, even though it's the opposite of what we said yesterday. So this is, I think, a very chilling regime of conformity that the left is trying to impose on us here in this country. It's very Orwellian. If Orwell were alive today, he would be just shaking his head really at how prophetic he was. And so I think all of this is a way of saying when people think of socialism, they sometimes just think of money and Medicare for all. They think of it as a system of economic confiscation. But we show in the movie that there's a whole cultural side of socialism that seeks to suppress freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, your right to own a firearm or a gun, and so on. It's ultimately a form of tyranny across the board. Dinesh D'Souza, who, in your view, is at fault here for the infiltration of the left's Marxist agenda in America today? And as a professing Christian, as well as formidable apologist, on behalf of biblically-based values and our Constitution, what, in your view, is the answer for stopping it? Well, the reason we got to this point, I think, is because... um, Well, we have to take a little bit of the responsibility. And what I mean is that uh, our side, if I can loosely use that term, the Republicans, the conservatives, the Christians, we're sort of the party of the nice guys. And so the left has become convinced that they can do to us things and we would never do it to them. So they can knock down our monuments. We will never knock down their monuments. Uh, They can appoint fanatics to the court uh, and count on their vote. Uh, We appoint constitutionalists to the court, and we can't predict how they're going to rule in a given case. Look at the way that, say, Chief Justice Roberts ruled against us on Obamacare. Um, They're very confident that they can use the apparatus of the deep state to go after us. And even if we control all three branches of government, we wouldn't think of using the deep state against them. I mean, how likely would it be for, say, George W. Bush to stick the IRS on Michael Moore or Oliver Stone and, uh, you know, try to get them ruined and locked up? We wouldn't think of it. We don't think that way. And the left knows this, and they take advantage of our innocence and even our virtue to turn it against us. So I think the Republican Party does need to toughen up. I think as Christians, we need to toughen up a little bit. We've got to learn that we have to hold the other side accountable. I'm not talking about imitating their tactics. I'm just talking about holding them accountable to the law. Amen and amen, ladies and gentlemen. Dinesh D'Souza, his latest must-see Trump card. Uh, Dinesh, I loved seeing how in 1991 you show a video of Trump, quote, running toward the problem, end quote, when after seeing a man being beaten by a bat at night, jumps out of his limo, confronts the attacker, and stops the assault. Isn't that what President Trump has been doing these last 47 months of his presidency? On behalf of all Americans, your thoughts? Yes, uh, my family got to spend, uh, well, almost an hour with Trump um, in last November, and it showed us a side of Trump that I think was very eye-opening. I mean, we were sympathetic toward Trump, but nevertheless, we didn't quite understand Trump. My wife, uh, Debbie, asked Trump, she said, you know, Mr. President, you know, you're attacked on every platform. 
uh, every second of every day, a normal person would kind of go into the fetal position or just basically say, I want no part of this. You know, how do you do it? And, and I, frankly, expected Trump to sort of laugh it off and go, well, you know, I enjoy it. It's a mud wrestling fight, and I'm very good at it, and who cares what these people say about me and so on. But he didn't do that. He actually was a little pensive and quiet for a moment, and then he said, well, you know, guys, just between you and me, you know, he goes, it gets to me. He goes, at the end of the day, it gnaws at me because he goes, I'm trying so hard uh, to help the country, to make things better, to fix the economy. We went after al-Baghdadi. We went after all these bad guys very complex operations. We were very successful in doing them. And the media doesn't even really care. They don't really, it's not even a one day story for them. Uh, and they get obsessed with something entirely trivial and they want to bash me over something ridiculous. And so I, you got the sense that here was a guy ultimately at the end of the day, and remember with Trump, that here's a guy who used to be lionized and praised by the same media. So it's not as if Trump is used to this kind of bashing. He's actually used to, used to lavish praise. And now they've sort of turned on him for the sole reason that he's a patriot and pro-life and a Republican. So, you know, those of us on our side of the aisle should realize that we're actually quite fortunate to have this guy who's uh, very much marinated in an American popular culture, has a better understanding of popular culture than, as far as I can tell, any Republican president in my lifetime, uh, and is actually a very aggressive fighter for our cause. He fights on all fronts. Even, even Reagan fought on some fronts, but not all fronts. Trump fights on all fronts. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Dinesh D'Souza, his latest must-see documentary, Trump Card, Beating Socialism, Corruption, and the Deep State. Dinesh, what say you about the COVID pandemic, the shutdown of Americans, millions of jobs lost, and the left's failure to seemingly do anything about it? Well, the, the virus um, is real. Uh, and how it got out of that Chinese lab, I have no idea. Uh, but I do think the Chinese are deeply culpable for negligence at the least. Uh, Trump, I think, was acted quickly. Uh, in the early stages, a lot was not known. And in the early stages, there was not a lot you could do. So, for example, it would have made no sense for Trump to say, everybody get a test because there weren't enough tests available. Everybody wear a mask. There weren't enough masks available. So the initial approach was, I think, correct, which is to be cautious and shut things down. Uh, and you can only imagine how anguish, how much anguish that caused Trump because he was riding high on a fantastic economy. So this would literally be like jumping out of your car and, you know, taking a big two by four and smashing your own car. I mean, it, it's a horrific feeling to have to do that. But, you know, having shut down and, and actually kept the country shut down for quite a while at a considerable economic cost, I think it's also important to open up prudently and in the right way. What I find sickening about the Democrats is how hypocritical they are. I mean, they want shutdowns for churches, but they don't want shutdowns for protests. They all appear with masks in public, but the moment the cameras are turned off, they all whip off all their masks and basically start chatting like normal. So they're frauds. Uh, and for them, the coronavirus is nothing more than an opportunity, an opportunity to keep people in lockdown, to keep people dependent on the government, to use the crisis as a pretext to attack civil liberties, to run roughshod over free speech and free assembly and the churches. So we need to push back against not the virus, but this abuse of a health scandal or and a health crisis for political ends. 
Amen and amen. Now, in a previous interview, I had asked the question of my guest concerning Biden, and the thought had occurred to me that Biden reminds me of someone that could be a, quote, Manchurian candidate with operatives behind him, and I can't help but think of the squad. Your thoughts? Biden is a... um I think to see Biden as a pure puppet is probably wrong because he's a very sly, cunning man, and he's been that way his whole career. Early in his career, when it was profitable for him to hang around with segregationists, he was happy to do it. When it paid for him to be a centrist, he was a centrist. When there was a, in response to the crime wave of the 70s, the American public sort of turned against all this and was like, lock him up and throw away the key. Biden was happy to call black super predators. Now he's realized that the, 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 the forces in the Democratic Party have moved far left. And this is not just the squad, but also leftists in the media and in Hollywood. So Biden is now playing to that chorus and singing that song. He's been thoroughly corrupt for most of his lifetime. I mean, here's a guy who spent 50 years in, in public office. You would think that he would have a modest net worth based on his modest salary. But he's worth tens of millions of dollars. And why? Because every time he goes abroad to make a deal with a foreign country, he takes family members in tow. And those family members, not just his son, Hunter Biden, but his two brothers, Frank Biden and James Biden, cut deals with the foreign government on the side, resulting in large amounts of cash being funneled to the Biden family. That's how Biden owns multiple homes, has domestic staff, has pools and mansions and security. He lives like a king because ultimately he is he is built, he has used his public office for private gain. Is Obama still behind the Biden bid for the presidency? Well, Obama is, I don't think, behind the Biden bid so much as I think Obama has been the sort of chief instigator of the gangsterization of the Democratic Party. Uh, it, it started really earlier with Bill Clinton, but Obama sort of mastered it and, of course, recruited Hillary Clinton into it as well. And um, when you think about the deep state and you think about uh, Lisa Page and Strzok and Comey and Clapper and Brennan, you know, it's for me inconceivable that all these guys independently decided, let's go get Trump. Let's start some surveillance on him. Let's try to overthrow his presidency. No. Who gave the order? You know, the question from the godfather. And the answer is really simple. Obama gave the order. I think he gave the order in Biden's presence. Biden threw in his own two cents about the Logan Act as an attempt to get General Flynn. But those guys were in on it. And I think this is my frustration is that with this big Durham probe going on, and we, even though Barr is on the case, they have so far been completely ineffective. Nobody, no one important has ended up in handcuffs. They've got one technical indictment against one small fry. So this, to me, is the unfinished agenda of Trump's, uh, you know, for the second term. Namely, uh, you have to show that there's equal rights under the law. You have to show that these people who have abused power in high places are held accountable. And without that, I think the public confidence in the justice system will remain deeply shaken. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to number one New York Times bestselling author, filmmaker, and director, Dinesh D'Souza, whose latest just-released documentary, Trump Card, Beating Socialism, Corruption, and the Deep State, is a must-see. You can learn more about Dinesh's work, ministry, and mission by visiting DinishD'Souza.com and TrumpCardTheMovie.com. 
www.jimmyhoffman.com and get informed. Get his books, DVDs, and his latest in collaboration with wife and co-producer Debbie D'Souza, Trump Card. You will be blessed, well-armed, and inspired that you did. Dinesh, it is always a pleasure and honor speaking with you your critical insights, research, analysis, and stunning documentaries. Give us, the listener, every reason to say yes to America, capitalism, and the free world, and no to socialism, defeatism, and ultimately, death. Your latest eye-opening documentary, Trump Card, makes that case, and brilliantly so. We thank you, and God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. <laughs>